Welcome to Unabashed You. I'm Rochelle, your guide. The current series is Men in May. That's right, we're going to enjoy a conversation with a different man each week this month. As Pat coined it, it's Unabashed You from the men's point of view. Enjoy, and as ever, thanks for listening. I am really excited to bring back some men for Men in May, because why not? I love alliteration. So our very first guest for Men in May is Ben. And Ben is one of those rare finds of a person we met originally through work. And I soon came to discover the rare gem before me, which was because this was already a few years ago, his, his youngness, I'm going to call, I could say youth, but I, I, I like youngness better really did not show the depth of character that he had for somebody his young age, not only his character, but the way that he had great passion for theater arts, incredible um, passion, again, the same word, for working with kids. And that he would go the extra mile every single program he worked, every single one. He would think of these creative extra things he had to do, nothing that was required, but he would do it. He would come up with ideas and flesh them out and make them happen. And that made him a very popular teaching artist. And I just saw very quickly how gifted he was, how talented he is. And he continues that journey today. So, you know, for men in May, I was like, Ben. we rediscovered each other on social media, (laughs) a shout out for that. And so here we are and here Ben is. So welcome Ben to the show. Oh, thank you for the introduction. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Isn't it kind of nice hearing how people see you? I mean, because, you know, you may or may not see yourself that way, but just to have somebody kind of on the outside looking in saying, this is what I see. This is who I see. It's definitely encouraging. So I'm so glad everybody else or other people don't see what I see because <laughs> we see our own flaws. So thank you for that. I appreciate that so much. You are very welcome. It's my pleasure. And it's all true. And you're right. We do see ourselves differently where I think we're usually, although not always, there's the flip side of that, but we're usually too hard on ourselves. Right. I agree. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, is there anything you want our listeners to know about you to get started? Um, well, you already said my name's Ben. I'm pretty young. I'm 24 years old. Uh it's something I like to introduce myself because I feel like it makes it uh pretty I feel like it's important part of me is just like you said, the arts. Um, not just theater, but like music and painting and um just the arts in general. 
Um, I would say it just ties a lot of like my personality and who I am. Uh, I'm definitely a middle child. So if there's any middle <laughs> children out there, you'll feel me on that, you know. Um, and then last, but definitely not least, I mean, I, I would like to say what's very important to me is obviously, well, you know me, I know you, you know, I'm a Christian. So uh-huh. I just I like to mention that when I tell people who I am, just because I want, that's a very big part of me. So, yeah. Right. And it, it helps, uh, other people understand who you are and whose yeah. you are, who and mm-hmm. whose you are. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a good one. You can borrow it. You can borrow it. Yeah. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> All right. Have you chosen three words to describe yourself? Oh, this was hard. This is really hard because it's like you don't want to be a bragger, you know? Like, I don't want to be a bragger. And also, you don't want to be a Debbie Downer, you know? So it's like you think of good things, but then you also think of like uh, bad things. So I was like, I'll try to choose some like in the middle stuff. Um, I'm, I say artistic, um, loose, which loose is sometimes like not a good thing, but sometimes it could be a good thing. Um, and loyal. Those are my three. You know what? I see all three of those in you because yes, artistic. I already mentioned that loose, you know what I would say, uh, would be a good synonym for that in least, uh, in terms of what I saw working with you and getting to know you even outside of work is flexible and adaptable. You are both those things. If some variable gets thrown in, you're like, okay, no problem. We're going to do, and then you figure it out and you go this other way and it's, you don't get um, stymied or thrown. You just like, oh, okay. Now, now this is the thing. All right, let's do this. And so I'm not sure if that's what you mean by loose, but when you say that, that's kind of what comes to my mind. Yeah, I know. I like the adaptable thing because like when I think about it, it's like when I'm around people or new groups of people, people have like, it's, I want them to feel comfortable or I want them to not feel uptight. I want them to feel, you know, yeah, like adaptable. So I guess like people, when they see, I have a pretty, when people know me, they know I have a pretty wide (laughs) variety of friends. They'll be like, how are you friends with this person and this person at the same time? So I like the word adaptable. Adaptable is that what you said? Yeah, adaptable. Adaptable, flexible. And I would also throw in relaxed because kind of no matter, like you don't, you're not easily rattled. You know, you just like, oh, okay. Let's well, start. Kind of the acting of it all. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't show it all the time, but yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, you seem pretty relaxed to me. I love, I love those words. Those are, and then loyal. And I, I would have to say just from my point of view, working with you, you were very loyal. You were loyal to the work we were doing. You were loyal to the kids. You, if there was any way you could squeeze in one more school, because I asked you to, you would try to, you, you were, you, yes, you were definitely loyal. And I appreciate all those things about you. And there are many, many more, but thank you for choosing those three. I love that. It's a great exercise. Okay. This is going to be fun because although we know each other, we don't know each other that well. So I think you're going to stump me here, but give me two truths and a lie to work with. Okay, so I was thinking long and hard because I have a lot of pretty wild, crazy stories. So here we go. Number one, 
when I was 17, I'd write them down so that way I don't like change my face. Or no problem. Face. Number one, when I was 17, my first car was a used Mustang, but literally two weeks after having it, I did um, accidentally rear in someone and crashed it. So, I mean, I was able to fix it and I was safe. They were safe, but that was not cool. So that's number one. Number two, uh, when I was 18, I was talking um, I was talking to this pastor's daughter from South Africa. So she had come here. I'd come. They went there, you know, and we, you know, we liked each other. And so we were talking back and forth. So that was, that was definitely the longest distance relationship. <laughs> uh, that's number two. And number three um, was when I was a teen and still living with my parents, sometimes on the boys, you know, the homies would spend the night, um, you know, we'd get hungry and be like two in the morning and we'd sneak out like to go get Mexican food. And I'd be like a paranoid little kid. So I'd like... <laughs> I put a note under my pillow, like, mom, if you wake up, don't worry. I'm just at the chocolate shop. So those are, those are my three, um, those are my two trees. Oh, I love that. Okay. So first car, Mustang, uh, it gets totaled after a couple of weeks or you get in an accident. Two, pastor's daughter, South Africa, you like each other, long distance relationship. You've been there. She's been here. And third, sneaking out in the middle of the night when you're hungry, leaving your mom the sweetest note. Oh, my gosh. What? I mean, because you didn't want her to worry. Like, what happened to Ben? Okay. Okay. You know, and here's the thing. Sometimes this game, quote, unquote, game can be as simple as maybe the car wasn't a Mustang. Maybe it was a different car. Or maybe the, the young lady was not from South Africa. Maybe she was from... Botswana or Uganda or whatever. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go with that number two. I'm just, I'm going to say you had a long distance relationship, but I'm just, just for fun, going to say she lives somewhere else. Nope. She actually did live in South Africa. Okay. You were right though on that first, um, on that first thing of like the barely switching it. Cause the first one, I did have a Mustang and I did buy it when I was 17. I'd saved up for it. And then, but, um, and I actually did rear someone, but that was not till like a few years down the road. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You kind of merged two things together. I like that. That's very crea- creative. Back to artistic creative. Yes. Oh, that's great. All right, Ben. That, go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, no, I just said it was like really hard to choose choose which which stories to tell you so yes but you did very well what's the first memory you can recall um this was this is hard this is like I listened to your son Sean's episode too yes so I'm like same in the sense of the like I remember like you know bits and pieces of stuff but um one of them like this is like really reaching back I think I was like six my first best friend was, is, is I still her know her. She's my really close friend. Her name's Natalie. Um, but like her parents were out of town. So my parents were watching her for the weekend. And so my dad teched me in bed and then she was on like the floor of my room and a mattress and stuff. And then I was like, Hey, are you going to pray for Natalie too? And then, so he was like, you prayed for Natalie. And then he shut out the lights and we just, I think we got in trouble because we kept laughing or goofing around. <laughs> that was probably the earliest thing I can remember, which is Definitely the only super like that's the only time she had something I like. I mean, you know, but um, it was it was definitely a, it was it's weird like thinking that far back. Like, dang, did, how do I even remember that? So I was really little. 
That's a fun memory because, you know, really, the, I mean, of course, you know, kids, when they have sleepovers, which, you you know, your family chose to, you know, have a sleepover for you in a sense, helping her family out, you, yeah. you know, remember that and you're, you're laughing and having fun. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a lot of um, opportunity to, to kind of, you know, giggle and chat and all of that. And it, it, it's exciting. And I think that's a very sweet, wonderful first memory. That's great. Yeah. And she's, she's somebody you yeah. still can recall and is in your life. That's even better. Yeah. yeah. And right. the other, like, there's one more though, that I did want to share too, because it kind of is similar to her. So like, she's still my super close friend. And then there's my, when I met my other best friend, who's Joey, who is from South Africa. Um, because <laughs> he's my pastor now, but like when they moved from eight years in South Africa, it was just those awkward first seeing like, hi, I'm so-and-so. And he's like, hey, hi, I'm Joey. And I'm like, do you want to go play? And then it's like, and I just look back at that too. And it's, I love that those are some of the first memories I have. And yet, even though I've gone through a lot of friends and a lot of friends I may still don't talk to or they don't talk to me, like, I'm so happy that I have these two in my life that like, I'm still super close. I mean, I live with Joey, so. Oh my gosh, that is so great. And how about the purity of childhood to where you can just go up to somebody, say your name and say, do you want to play? Wouldn't that be cool if we, I mean, you know, an adult version of that, but, but then it wasn't, didn't come off as creepy, but came off as totally genuine. Like, I think yeah. I, I, I like you. What's your name? This is my name. And, and let's go do, let's go have coffee. Let's get to know each other. That, yeah, yeah. that would be really great. I love it. I love meeting people like that. Yeah. Okay. One of the, your favorite movies of all time. This was really hard too. Cause I, I'm, <laughs> huge, I'm huge into movies. I'm huge into books. I'm just, so it's really hard, but. I chose three. I hope that's okay. Yes. And remember, it's just one of your favorite movies. So yes, let's go through all three and it would be hard for me too, but okay. Yes. Let's hear hear your three. If I had to choose out of these three, I would say, so I picked The Giver. I love the book and I think they did a very good job on the movie. Um, Pride and Prejudice. I think I watched that like every year, every other year, because I love Pride and Prejudice. I mean, and I know it's a chick flick, but it is so good and so well put together. And The Greatest Show, because I saw that in theaters and that I legitly went and watched it by myself. And I love, you know, I love musicals. So I feel like all three of these movies are like completely different. But if I had to choose one out of all three of these, then I guess I would say Pride and Prejudice. But wow. Well, I'm actually glad that you gave three because you're right. It's a real variety that you've chosen. And a greatest showman that makes, of course, that makes total sense to me. And then the giver, of course, I know the book, but did I, I don't know if I saw that movie. And then your pride and prejudice is a surprise. That is a surprise. Which version is it that you watch or do you change up the versions? I like the Kiara Knightley version. Okay. All right. There you go. There you go. Okay. Love it. Yeah. That was a surprise, but a great one. Totally great one. I know it's the total, it's totally one of those. I have to say it's one of those like few chick flicks, you know, there's some chick flicks you have that you're like, "Eh, I'm probably not going to mention that, but Pride and Prejudice. (laughs) Good. 
good. When you were growing up, who did you have a crush on? Okay, I wasn't sure if you meant this as in like like real life or like celebrity crush. That's up to you. I wrote both because I just wasn't sure. So. <laughs> for like for TV wise, I would say like I didn't grow up having a TV, so I didn't actually have that many like celebrity celebrity crushes. But um, I was like the few shows I did watch, like at friends' house and stuff. I loved iCarly, so she, I liked iCarly, and I loved um, Susan from Narnia. Okay. So, probably the bow and arrow. Like she was just my baby growing up. And then um, <laughs> I know my first first crush. I was like ten years old, and I liked this girl named Sandy, who I grew up with in church. Um, I still kind of know her, but um, yeah, she. It's super. I grew up. I liked her, and then you know, teenage years going by, just you know how that goes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I will give Sandy the credit for being my first crush. There you go. We passed each other little notes and stuff. It was like at church, one hundred percent. Like it was cute. Yeah, very sweet. As it should be. Yeah, we're like ten to thirteen, I think. So yeah. Oh, that's very sweet. Now we're going to turn a little more serious because, you know, part of one of the reasons I wanted to start this podcast was because I I want women to feel good about who they are, you know, exactly where they are and for them to understand and know that they are enough. You know, they may aspire to things, but to me, that's different than being sort of secure in the knowledge that, you know what, I'm, I am I'm worthy and I'm worthwhile. So what would you say to women who struggle with worth? This one is a really good one and kind of really good timing because um, like, I think, so I work a lot, like, especially at like my church with like the youth, you know what I mean? And teens and just a lot of my peers, um, of course, who a lot of them are going to be girls. So, you know, there's so many times I'm blown away by like what girls will open up to me about like about like you know like and I'm just kind of like I'm like shocked I'm like you have an amazing life or like you like (laughs) like how they see themselves versus other people other people see them you know and um some people just hide it better than others but one thing I like to tell people is like or just when I'm giving like advice to them or they're asking me just for like you know I just kind of tell them I was like one thing it's good to always remember is that you're not alone like you're not it's not just you so like I think a lot of times when um even guys so guys feel including guys guys always feel like this too so for girls like I think guys and girls alike we tend to like isolate our situation and we tend to kind of start thinking like just nobody else will kind of get it they won't really understand but it's like no matter what situation you're in no matter how good you have it or no matter how bad you have it we're we're all fighting that same battle and of course it's going to be specific to each person but generally um you know like i'm trying to like because it's very contradicting how i like how i'm saying this but, but it's like yes we are all special and unique but at that same time with the same token we're all so so alike and i think in so much more ways than we think so we fight a lot of the the peasant on the street to the king's daughter in the castle, like you're fighting some of those same mental battles because it's not about the outside or your looks or a lot of it is, you know, just genuinely what's inside there. So especially when I'm talking to like 
people in church and people that do know Jesus and are Christians, I just like to remind them, look, like you're a child of the King. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. no matter where you're from or no matter what you've been through in or out of church, you know, Jesus loves you. So if, if mm-hmm. you don't know your worth and you feel like nobody else knows your worth, the one person that will always know your worth and who loved you so much was Jesus Christ, you know? So I like to always point people to that because whether Christian or not look like he's there and he loves you and he's awaiting with open arms and he knows your worth. And there's so much worth in God. I think a lot of our generation, we spend a lot of time and a lot of times, even a lot, I want to say just girls, but it's not even, it's not just girls. A lot of it's guys, especially how times are changing of like when it comes to outward appearance and all those kind of things, a lot of guys are very fixed on that type of stuff too. Um, and I would just tell them, look like, you know, obviously we hear it a lot. We hear a lot of times like, no, you're enough. And we hear a lot of like happy motivational speeches, but I would say almost kind of the, a lot of the opposite of what a lot of the media stuff tells you is that yes, you are, you are enough and you are beautiful and you are a great person, but even, even more than you look outside of yourself because mm. I think a lot of times, and it's very opposite because I know we live in a very, we live in a culture of self where everything's about you and empowering you and just all about you. And that's good to have that. But I think on the other note, we tend to ignore others. Cause when we look, when we look past ourselves and we look outside of ourselves and we take time to, you know, work, you know, build up other people and help other people, it does do something in us. And it does, we get that, we get that boost and that assurance and that, you know, that thing that we need. So that's my advice. Ben, that is amazing. Not only the advice, but the depth of the insight that you've just shared is spot on. Mm -hmm. True. I mean, you, you're, it's like a truth bomb. You are speaking truth and you because you work with young people, you, and you're, you're still, you know, youngish. Yeah. You're Mm -hmm. young. You're young. You, you have, you have like a closer view of what they're going through and the fact that they feel safe and trust you to share some of their inner struggles and that you can really speak into that because you're young and because you already know and that's the cool yeah. thing is that you do already know, and you're right, it's it's both and. I mean, yes, you're special, and um, but other people are going through what you're going through. You are not alone. Yeah, exactly. That's balance. <laughs> that's just incredible that you, you can speak that you're, you're, you know, you can speak that into the, the people that you're meeting, the young people you're meeting and working with, and that you, you know that, and you're convicted about that. All those things are, are beautiful. And I, I thank you for the work you are doing with the youth because more you are, you know, you talked about self and then getting outside of yourself and you're right. We need to get outside of ourselves and think and be there for others. So would you say that that's sort of the piece of wisdom you keep handy or do you have another piece of wisdom you keep handy? It definitely ties in Um, the piece of wisdom I was going to, I wrote for keep handy kind of had to do with like our topic too was, um, and it's kind of corny because it's like an acronym, but I've, it's stuck with me ever since I was Mm -hmm. little and it's, 
joy. So it's J-O-Y, you know, the whole acronym. So Jesus, others, and yourself. And honestly, like that really just puts everything in perspective. When I think of, when I think of it like that, again, like, um, so I like everything needs to have a balance. So like, I don't want anybody thinking like you let people walk all over you or you, you know what I mean? There's obviously like life, there's always going to be a balance to everything. So there's always the, but <laughs> there's always the, but in life, but um, <laughs> I would just say for my piece of wisdom was that like, you know, I owe every good thing I have in my life to God. He's given me a, a great life and it's not perfect. And I have a lot of flaws, <laughs> but um, you know, I'm working those out. And um, secondly, I'm just, other people I know when I look, when I spent again, like I was just saying, just when you look at other people, it's, it really just puts everything in line. So Jesus, other people, and then yourself, it really just kind of like, it makes, I don't know, it's, it's, it's not easy, <laughs> you know, especially as society and culture is changing, but it's just, I think it's a great, a great little guideline to live by. And it's very simple and easy to remember. So. That's well, that is certainly true. I like that. I have heard that before. And I, I do like that because the, the order is, is biblical. I mean, the way that yeah. we're, you know, to learn to love God with our whole, whole heart, soul, mind, and strength, love others as yourself. So you are not out of the equation. You are in the equation. Yeah. And honestly, the joy and the peace that's going to happen in your life is going to come from serving God and come from serving other people in general. So like people are looking for peace and they want like joy and they want all this stuff. So they just keep doing more stuff for themselves. But when you realize, wait a minute, let me just get some things in order. You feel that so much more when you're doing stuff for other people. Cause there's just, it's just that whole relationship and that bond and that human connection that you're just, you're not going to find with just yourself or your phone. Absolutely. Because then it becomes just very self-indulgent and self-centric and all of that. Oh, I agree with you all the way. Now, moving on to your, your deep dive, which is your topic, and it's a wonderful, rich, beautiful topic. I'm happy to announce that you just had a birthday this last weekend, right? This last weekend. Yes. yes. And you turned 24. And so you wanted to talk about friendships, relationships, and um, why don't you go ahead and start talking about that? Uh, the, the fact that you have, and you mentioned a little earlier, is such a wide variety of, of people in your life. So tell yeah. me about that. So like, so 20, as you just said, my birthday was on Sunday and um, every year before my birthday, I start getting this anxious, like, oh, I'm getting old. I'm getting like, and I know it sounds funny, <laughs> but really ever since I hit 20, for some reason, I just like, oh, I feel old or I feel, you know, so, and I just, I'm like changes, you know, it's like, oh, I'm turning 24 now. So what's, what's, what's next, you know? So I just love though every year, every birthday, God's been faithful to remind me of the amazing people he has put in my life. Um, but one thing he has shown me recently is it's not only, Yes, like he did put people in my life, but I'm so grateful that I chose to keep those people in my life and build those relationships, you know, and like, you know, like I'm thinking about my birthday and I'm celebrating, I'm celebrating with full on married adults who I absolutely love and respect and look up to. I'm celebrating with all these teens from my church because I do these youth nights with them like once a month where I'm able to just have a Bible study with them. We worship God and that kind of thing. And that's always cool. And it's an uplifting time. And I 
And that's what I tell them a lot is just relationships, 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 especially as culture is changing, especially as there's a lot of division rising between races and religions and all this stuff. I think relationships are such a key because relationship brings conversation and change and people change people. And I believe all that stuff. And I I really do like that. Um, I'm really blessed with the people that I have in my life because I would not be the person I am today. And I'm not that I'm still have a lot of flaws and I'm working the, you know, I just don't like to sound like a braggish person. So I don't have, I don't have a lot of flaws, but I would be a wreck if I didn't have the relationships I have, you know what I mean? And outside, obviously my mom, dad, and my immediate family, but just, I, I just mean like, you know, there's sometimes like random people in my church. I'll go to church. I'll be feeling kind of down. Nobody really sees it. Cause I'm very like private with my emotions and stuff, but you know, a random person, they're not random, but somebody that I've known, but we don't hang out much will come up to me and be like, Hey, and they'll just have this conversation with me. I'll be like, wow, I forgot that that person was even like a close, you know what I mean? It's like, wow. Like, you know, so I just tell the kids all the time, like when I have these youth studies and stuff is build relationships, whether that be with the older people and the younger people and people your age, like for me, my hardest was my peers. My peers just like always had felt like the hardest growing up. But now like I really am grateful to have older people, married people, single people, younger people, teens, you know, my close friends, because I learn a lot from each and every one of them. And same goes for people of like, you know, different culture than me, you know, I'm Mexican and white and I'm friends with people that are Asian, black, Mexican, you know, Mexican, white, you know, so it's, it's, that's a beautiful thing is to have a, variety of friendships and relationships because if anything whether they're a bad friend or whether they're a toxic friend for the most part if you know how to navigate that relationship it's going to make you a more mature and better person in the end because you know you learn a lot in relationships I mean you get you got to work out conflicts you got to work out you know little kinks you got to communicate all these kind of things so I just think it I that's always my advice to these younger guys and just to anybody like even my peers I just try to and that's what I try to do now is like really try to like reach out and make it just like like I said a wide palette of friends because it's just there's some there's a lot of stuff money obviously in life is never going to buy you you know what I mean (laughs) and so much wisdom and knowledge and just laughs and love that you're going to get from other people in life and yeah, people are going to hurt you. And that's always a scary part too, is that people get really closed up because they've been hurt. But you know, that's, that's part of life. And, um, and that's where like, that's where I like, I can't fix anybody's hurting, obviously, you know, but that's why I just point people to Jesus, because he's bigger than me. Mm-hmm. and He's ultimately got, he's got you. So yeah, that's kind of like the, that's my main, my main thing I wanted to share, you know, on relationships and friendship. Well, I, I love that because one that you've described that you have like absolute variety of friendships. You you mentioned ages, you mentioned uh, married and single, you, you mentioned um, different races and um, ethnicities. And so you are wide open to relationships which is not, we can't say that about everybody. So the fact that you are 24 and open, open 
is already a great thing right there being yeah. open to having now. So a couple questions come up for me and this is, this is where it's, you know, kind of fun to riff on, you know, your topic. What is, okay. So I've got two different things. One, what is your criteria for friendship? Do you, do you have, I mean, I'm sure you don't have like a list, but what, when you, when you choose to have a friend, what are some of the things that, that, that you look for in, in a friend? Um, I think, and this first one is going to sound probably shallow, but I think this, but it's just very human. And I think the first thing is we're not going to be friends with every single person to come across. So I think that's very important to understand because yes. I think sometimes people, they get disappointed because the first person they met, they just, there was no click. There wasn't really any similar interest. There wasn't really in. So they're like, Oh, bummer. So for me, um, for like a real genuine, like friendship that's going to be going forward and we're going to be doing stuff together. Um, obviously, you know, that, that, that click that, you know, we, we got something similar that we could really vibe off of, you know, mm-hmm. um, and again, on, on, on the other hand, even if there's people that I don't vibe off of that, like we don't really have much similarities and we don't hang out of that often, we're still, I can still be good friends with them. But on the first note, um, yeah, I just, I think having that is important because you're going to be, if you want to hang out with them and you, you know, you want to go, you, you're going to need some kind of similar interest, you know, but that's like the least important, I would say out of, out of it. In the end, um, somebody that shares a lot of your same morals, I think is very important because um, who you hang around with really is going to affect who you become, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, we always, that bad company corrupts good morals you know as you look at your friends you'll see your future kind of thing so i think it is very like in that same note have wisdom with who your friends are you know and who you're letting influence you so i would say somebody people with with my similar morals in the sense of just you know they they have standards they're not let's just good morals <laughs> that, I, that I get, yeah I get what you're saying so <laughs> you're aligning your you're aligning yourself with people that have this similar values yeah, similar, values, similar goals you know people with integrity loyalty is a very important thing to me I can't say all of my friends or a lot of my friends have had have been super loyal but you know like that is something I really value longevity I say that's a very important thing for me um, is just the amount of time, like my roommate, Joe, Joey, like I was talking about, I've known him since I was eight and me and Joey are actually very different, you know, and we haven't always been like the super tight, like, oh, we're hanging out every weekend and we're going to go get ice cream. And this, you know what I mean? But um, he's always been there for me and I've always been there for him, you know, and he's just been like that friend growing up. So even though we may not be like constantly like, you know, we've always like have nothing's changed. It's one of those friendships like we could have not hung out for a month. And we'll hang out that that next and nothing would have changed. We're just, we're right back on the same. So that's a very, longevity is a very important thing to me. Well, you um, have the history, you have the connection, you have the foundation. Yeah. And it just shows like when things get hard, they'll still be there because I've had plenty of, plenty of friendships that, you know, things got hard and they kind of just disappeared. Like, I'm like, wait, where'd you go? You're like my best friend and now you're gone. You know what I mean? So I think we all go through that too. So that's just, it does, it's not like a game changer for me because I've had plenty of friends that just up and dipped, you know, but it is something I definitely value a lot. So morals, longevity and integrity, I guess. 
But doesn't that end up being telling the ones that didn't stay? Because to me, that reveals who who they ultimately are character-wise. So although it may have been, and I'm older than you, obviously. And I mean, I can agree completely with what you're saying. Some people come and they stay and some people come and they go. And sometimes they're the ones that are leaving and sometimes you're the one that's leaving. And that leads me to my next question, because you made reference to bad relationships or toxic relationships. When you encounter that in a friendship, what, how do you, how do you navigate that? I like to do, my thing is, is obviously I think it's always wise to get advice, like from somebody outside of the situation and somebody preferably who's older. And that's going to have more, you know, wisdom on situations. So my parents or my pastor or just, you know, older mentor. I have a lot of older friends that are awesome people. Um, but what I've done in the past with like relationships that just were, yeah, kind of toxic, you know, I, I didn't cut them off because I don't ever want to be the guy that just cuts off the friendship, but I put the ball in their court. And I think that's good advice for anybody to take. Like, look, I, I know how hard it is to just cut someone off. Sometimes you really do need to, because there's some people that are really bad for people in life. You know, there's some verbally abusive or abusive relationships, you know, and you, you, you need to go, (laughs) you know? So, but for other people, I do understand how hard it could be to like, let go of people, you know, especially when you really love them, you're close to them. So I always advise people is, and what, I mean, just what I would do is, and what I've done is I put the ball in their court. You know, I've had friends who like, um, like close friends who constantly just, they would, they almost started like, you know, we're both growing up and then they're just not trying to grow up. You know, it's like, all right, cool. I'm getting a job now. I'm getting a car now. Like, uh, I can't, I can't hang out 24 seven. Like we have, you know, I gotta, like, we're getting older. Like, Hey, do you want me to help you with this? Like, get a job, you know, and there was friendships I had just when I was transitioning from a teenager into being an adult that they were they didn't really have any sense of like, eh, I'm good. I don't need like, they became very, I don't want to be mean, but very moochers. <laughs> they just be constantly kind of using you a lot. It's, it started to turn into a friendship where you guys are both best friends. You were both kids, but then it became like, they were just kind of writing off of all, you know, writing off of all of your like life. And you're like trying to help them and you want them like, Hey, like, come on, let's like, you know, but then it's like, there comes a point where you have to just, so I had, I've had, I've had, had talks like, look, like we have to make some changes here. Like just because we're both, we're both getting older. We both need to make just some changes here. Let's, let's do it together. You know, I just try to put the ball in their court. And then it's like, if they don't want that, then it's like, well, I'm going here. So you could come with me <laughs> or I'm inviting you to join me or just, or like you could stay there, but I can't stay in that place or not that's more like a practical thing but with the same on that same note i've had to do that with people just just maturity wise or morally wise to where they would just constantly be wanting to do just stupid things just stuff that just wasn't right you know and it was against my conscience it was, and it's just kind of like i'm not going to do that with you you know and it's like and i'm not going to cover up for you either so it's like you got to start making your own you know that's part of life it's hard you know but making those stands defines who you are, you know, especially as you're growing up. So I've always just kind of put the ball in the other person's court kind of thing to where it's like, 
look, I'm your friend. I love you. And I want us both to like be making good choices in life. So I'm going to be right here for you, but I'm not going to go jump in that hole with you. I'm going to offer you a rope. I'm going to offer you a ladder. I'm going to be trying to pull you out as best as I can, but I'm not going to jump in that ditch with you and let us both drown. You know what I mean? So uh, I think it's, yeah. Ben, wow, 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 wow. I just, I, I, I am marveling. I'm sitting here marveling at that the advice that and wisdom, I'm going back to that word that you have already um, accumulated in, in your 24 years. I know you feel like, oh my gosh, every year I'm getting older, older. And yes, you are. And that's actually a good thing. But what you have surmised and grabbed from life already is so valuable. And uh, I, I admire everything you've said. I truly do, because some people don't even ever learn what you're talking about. And then some people learn it far later than is healthy or good. So it sounds to me like you give everybody the benefit of the doubt and you kind of, you know, very proactively in a healthy way, say, here's the situation and I I can't participate in this. So boundaries, you're not afraid to lay down a boundary. And then you also, like you say, you leave it in their court by telling them, I'm here, but I can't participate in those unhealthy things, but, you know, but I am here. And then you're right. Sometimes, uh, you know, you, you, you just, you have to let go of that person because it simply is not, it's, it's not in either one of your best interests to stay in the relationship. And you know what? I'm going to say that's a form of love. Sometimes love is saying no. definitely, Definitely. For sure. I tell the kids that all the time. Like when you really love someone, real love speaks truth. You know what I mean? So real love is looking out for both of your interests, not just one interest. And it just, yeah, it speaks truth. That's real love to me is grounded in truth. It's not grounded in fairy tales and a uh, make believe, but in that truth, you know, and you guys both share that and you build on that. Because when you don't have that strong foundation of truth, then you're going to crumble. Your friendship's going to eventually crumble, you know? So right. I definitely, I definitely did, didn't learn these things on by doing them perfectly. <laughs> I've made my no. mistakes like everyone else. So I do want to give that disclaimer. But No, well, of course, of course. And that's true of all of us. Like you said, you have flaws. I have flaws. We all have them. But that's part of why we're here is to be in relationship and to work out those flaws. And with that, I want to bid you adieu, 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 adieu. I need to say it more French-like, adieu. Because I know that you have another engagement and you need to move on uh, in your day. And I I just really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing the slice of who you are, because it's so inspirational. And that's, you know, what this is all about is inspiring people 
to be who they are and, and to speak life into them, which you are doing to the people in your life. And now you're going to be doing to the listeners who listen to this episode, myself included. So thank you, Ben. Go, I don't, you know, go to your next activity and I hope it's a great one and we will be in touch very soon. And I, I, I greatly appreciate you and value uh, who you are, whose you are, and and that you you want goodness and you you work toward that. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I think it was awesome to talk to you. Definitely good catching up with you. <laughs> so fun, Michelle. So okay, having me, and I hope you have an amazing day too. You too. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Ben. God bless. You too. Bye. Ben lives by integrity, loyalty, and longevity in his relationships. These are high bars to hit, and he is more than willing to offer grace to anyone having challenges by extending a helping hand, patience, and even a ladder if they need one. He knows he has his own stuff to work on, who doesn't, and seeks the advice of those around him who are wise and typically older. I ended our conversation by sharing with Ben how much I admire his values, and I do. A reminder, this is not a Christian podcast. All are invited and welcome. That said, every guest gets to be who they are, where they are, and without apology. You get to be you, and I get to be me. Would you really have it any other way? The Unabashed You website has photos, quotes, and a blog for each episode. Each episode's audio is embedded on its own page at unabashedyou.com. We are also on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, and Verbal. It's V-U-R-B-L. You are invited to subscribe, rate, and review. Our social media accounts are as follows. Instagram, Unabashed You. Facebook, the account is Rochelle Renee, R-E-C-H-E-L-L-E-R-E-N-A-E, with the page Unabashed You. Twitter, at Rochelle Renee. If you have questions or comments, feel free to email us at unabashedyou at gmail.com. We rely on website visits, social media, and word of mouth to share these episodes. We are grateful for growth. Knowing these conversations help you think celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. So continue to listen, read, and be inspired. And now our blessing. Eight pieces of wisdom that can change your life. One, words are powerful. Use them wisely. Two, people come and go, but the right ones stay. Three, you are doing enough even if it doesn't feel like it. Four, failure is when you don't try. Five, random acts of kindness make everyone feel better. Six, live for today, not for tomorrow. Seven, never look back. There's nothing there for you. Eight, overthinking kills happiness. Amen. Be wise, unabashed ones. Be you. Be you.